Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome to Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear At 540, Steve Geller will join us for a triple option. I want to tell everybody tonight, 8 o'clock, LSU's men's basketball. They take on the Kentucky Wildcats, who, Bob, you would figure all of a sudden they start to get hot. Uh, man, they yeah. have not played well early in the year, and well, then no, all of a sudden, man, they can score. They can, they can put it in the hoop. Uh, but, Mike, when you're looking at, uh, I don't know, because you think they'd have more of a, a complete team. Uh, but when, when I read this, uh, look, they gave up 94 points to Florida. They gave up 103 to Tennessee in a Rupp Arena. It wasn't like uh, Mike was they're playing at home. Listen, Adolf Rupp was, was definitely turning over in the grave. <laughs> I mean, uh, to say what? Are we giving up 103 and 94 points both to Florida and Tennessee? But, you know, then they took care of business. They uh, what, uh, beat Ole Miss 75-63. Then they dominated Auburn. Mike, uh, and, and Auburn had won 16 straight games at home, and uh, they beat them 71-59. to So like Coach McMahon said, all I know is maybe they were up and down defensively, but against Ole Miss and Auburn, uh, that defense was at a very high level. And the reason why I bring it up uh, about uh, them being up and down and the defensive issues they've had, I don't know, it's kind of the day and age uh, we live in. Man, they're going to run and gun, and they are uh, shooting the ball and and just trying to push it. And, uh, look, uh, Mike, the bottom line is they have a lot of confidence, and they shoot a lot of threes, and they play fast in transition. Now, as good you can do all that, but you still got to play somewhat of a defense. I'm looking at, Mike, um, they're 13 in the league. Okay, look how many they're giving up uh, 77 and a half points a game. But you look in only the conference games, they dead last. They're giving up 80 and a half. So uh, that's what I mean. It's like feast or famine. I don't know what's going to happen uh, tonight. Uh, the, the, the one guy who's had past success against them is uh, Jordan Wright. Uh, you know, Jordan Wright, he was the transfer uh, from Vanderbilt. Now, uh, 
Mike, I thought this was interesting. Uh, he has a career against Kentucky. He's averaged 11 and a half points. He's had five double-digit scoring games, five rebounds over his career. Uh, so it's not his first uh, rodeo uh, playing, that being Jordan Wright against the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, I guess the shooting guard would be how you, you kind of view like an NBA player. They're stud on their team. Mike, he's third in the SEC. He's right under 20 points per game. Now, you went about accuracy. He leads the conference in shooting at 44% for the three-point range. And he's taken, uh, you know, 65, 148 attempts, three-pointers, so, but he's made 44%. And then you look at Kentucky as a team. You know, I was just talking about how negative defensively overall, but offensively, they lead the league in field goal accuracy. Uh, Mike, they're right at under 50%. They also rank uh, first nationally in three-point field goals at 40.5%, and they're third in scoring average in basically 88.5 points a game. So if you want to be um, entertaining, they're running up and down. You're going to get entertained. Uh, no, I'm not saying it's the all NBA All-Star game. They were trying to play some defense like they did against uh, Florida and Auburn. Uh, but, uh, but Coach McMahon, what he said, look, uh, that after a missed shot or a turnover, we got to get back. Uh, you can't uh, be lollygagging around and all that. But um, I'm kind of intrigued. Can LSU build upon their big win against South Carolina? You know who was ranked 11 in the nation? That would be a massive win. Oh, to it, be Kentucky! Uh, no, no, the way they play and, now. And Kentucky 17th. Yep. Uh, you know, and and if you look at Kentucky, uh, no, they the reason why they ranked 17th, uh, they lost seven games. So, Mike, I don't know what Kentucky team is going to show up. They're playing at the PMAC. Is going to be on ESPN tonight at eight o'clock. So I'm kind of intrigued to see what LSU is going to do. They had those tough losses. You know, when they Florida and all, and all, but then what they did against South Carolina, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see uh, it either. But then, uh, no, but all of a sudden, uh, they could put some back-to-back uh, games. That, that'd be impressive. Two ranked teams, that being South Carolina and Kentucky, I'd have to give Coach McMahon a, a lot of credit. Because I don't know, Mike, the perception, whenever you beat Kentucky, I mean, it don't matter what year it is, even though if they're not on uh, the Final Four or whatever, that's still a feather in your cap, a cap because – Kentucky's basketball is always going to be a priority. <laughs> you know, like if you beat LSU baseball, uh, you beat them. I don't care if it's a midweek game, whatever. And oh. it's been a while since Kentucky has hoisted that championship right. trophy, too. Right. No, they have but four, reputation. four or five stars and all that, and then and, and a one and done, and then they're gone and all. So, no, that, that's a challenge. But, uh, listen, the bottom line is why they've lost seven games, because they've had games where – uh, the defense, uh, they never heard of it. Uh, <laughs> Mike, when you look at when you've given up, uh, like, okay, again, this is at home in Rupp Arena. You know, the, the people that go to the games, it's always a sellout. You give up 94 points to Florida and 103 to Tennessee. More than Florida, like, to get that up to Tennessee, you know, they hate Tennessee. And, and look at Tennessee. They've been a fourth, fifth-ranked team in the nation. But to give up 103 points at, at, at Rupp Arena – Against the Volunteers, I like to hear the sports talk uh, and, 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 uh, in Lexington when they're talking about that game. And like, where are we going? I cannot believe 
<laughs> Listen, I'm not saying we're the best of the best. We can't be giving them no damn 103 points that are volunteers. When you do sports talk in Kentucky, Kentucky basketball is one in a very distant segment is Kentucky football. Right, right. It, it's Kentucky like a- baseball is thrown in a little bit. But, man, Bob, it is all built around uh, Kentucky basketball and what uh, what John's done there. and. Uh, he's starting to feel a little bit of heat too now, Gallipari. Oh yeah, well, well without a doubt, it's like uh, whatever jump for me lately. How about uh, though? Did you see the press conference, Rick Pitino and St. John? St. John, you want the Redden? And uh, I guess they're not the Redden, and you can't call them that anymore. Well, what is their mascot, Charlie? I don't know, St. John. The Red I, Storm or something. Oh yeah, the, the Red, Red Storm. Storm. They used to be the Redden, but you can't say it anymore. It's like Redskins. You can't do that. Uh, but the, the Red Storm. Talk about throwing the players under the bus. He goes, no, uh, the, the players I have, they just slow. They, they can't do anything. He was like, the, Charlie, did you see that, that press that conference? That was old no, school, he, he flat out jump under on them. him, and it's not me, it's them. No, and he goes, we, we might be better next year or whatever. <laughs> yeah. you know? But, no, it was like he went on and on, Charlie. I haven't seen that kind of press conference in he, a while. He, he flat of, out said it was like the worst year he's had yeah. coaching ever. He sort of ranted. Uh, You know, and you don't hear coaches today. Years ago, that might have happened. But today, to rant about your own team and throw them under the bus. You know, you got the old school St. John's fans. Uh, Charlie, you remember, like, uh, I played with the Warriors, old Chris Mullen, the left-hander, and all that. No, St. John's had a heyday in basketball. At one time. Uh, Yeah, but right now, uh, Mm, there's no heyday. Well, that Seton Hall game, they went about 20-some points, and they lost, and and he just went off. No, he just just goes off and... um, but, Mike, uh, when we come back from the break, um, you know how we were stroking SEC football? We always do. And then uh, LSU SEC baseball. baseball. You know what's even better, SEC? Wait till I tell you about the softball rankings and all of the teams involved. And you might say, well, uh, we were content. We don't need Texas, Oklahoma. No, the SEC now is going to even get better in all the sports because they have Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, that trickle down of all sports, and um, I get it about who makes money and who doesn't, but it's to the point now where TV is paying for a lot of that. And if it's on television, SEC's making money, and they divvy it up with the other schools. Uh, we'll be back yeah, with we'll- more sports talk here on the Big 870 right after this break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers over Think your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Bob, uh, we're talking about uh, women's uh, softball right. and how many teams are ranked. Baseball. And, and bringing in Texas and Oklahoma and just how dominant Oklahoma has been uh, in, softball. in softball. And Texas is right behind them. Well, and they're both uh, joining the SEC. Uh, Mike, when I looked at this, because, you know, I was looking at, because uh, I was given uh, SEC basketball, men's basketball, a bone. Because everyone uh, say, oh, they always throw under the bus. Oh, it's just Kentucky and maybe Florida when they had Noah. And remember that? And they won national championships. But anyway, I uh, said, no, they tie with the Big 12 with six teams ranked in the top 25. So then I'm just looking at, uh, okay, where is women's college basketball, uh, baseball? I mean, a softball. Because you look at LSU, uh, gotten off to a great start. They were ranked uh, tw- 12 previously. Now they're number six. In the nation. So then I started looking at all these SEC schools. And I kind of put Oklahoma and Texas in the SEC because, Mike, they're basically in the SEC. They are in the SEC. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, exactly. So you look, okay, uh, where they're at. So when I saw this, okay, I broke it down in different areas. Okay, the top 18 teams, 12 out of the top 18 teams in softball are SEC teams. 12 out of 18. Okay, uh, 13 out of the top 25. Four out of the top five are SEC. Only the Washington Huskies are uh, number four. Like they have Oklahoma, Texas, Georgia, and then you had Tennessee. Then you got LSU. And then you got um, six out of the top 10. Mike, you just go on and on. It's like Oklahoma, Texas, Georgia, Tennessee, LSU, Alabama, uh, Missouri, uh, Florida, Arkansas, Kentucky, South Carolina, Mississippi State. Mike, it's unbelievable that the program is trying to keep up with the Joneses. Uh, that's why um, no matter what the sport, uh, whether it's gymnastics, uh, whether it's track and field, men or women's track and field, uh, it's unbelievable where the SEC's at. The SEC, uh, Mike, it's, it's not pro sports, but it's pretty damn close. <laughs> Yeah, it's as close as you're going to get to it at this point. But, you know, we had talked about this off the air. There's an expansion in the SEC, and I think eventually it'll happen. One of the teams they're going to want to bring in is North Carolina. One, it's uncharted territory for the SEC. Yeah, because they already got South Carolina and Columbia. And so North Carolina Carolina and their prominence, uh, certainly in basketball. They have been a really good baseball school. And then football. And then football with, with Mac has brought them but back. Think about that. You have Kentucky and North Carolina. Look at the history there in basketball. And, and so there's a lot of tie-ins and a lot of peeping eyes. A lot of people from here, Bob, they got homes in the Carolinas. Without a doubt. <laughs> they got a lot of people from the bayou that have... Uh, I would say summer homes, you might yeah, want to say. It's like they the, don't want to stay it, here it, yeah. in uh, that heat. No, in western North Carolina and the Appalachian in the mountains by Asheville and all that. Uh, no, uh, I have a good friend, uh, Fred Palmer, uh, by Highlands, North Carolina. Uh, he lives right across the Georgia-North Carolina border. No, because um, if you can have the best of both worlds 
And um, look, I don't, I don't necessarily want to be there in the winter. I, I like uh, being in South Louisiana. The summer's nice, but, but in July and August, <laughs> hell yeah! If I can get away from the heat and humidity, uh, why would I want to be like four thousand plus uh, feet elevation and be up there? Uh, you know, so and you're still in the South. You know, a lot of times it's not like I got to go way to Colorado or I got to go to way to Wyoming Idaho, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. No, and I they got that. a lot of people from the Bayou that got into the fracking business. So they got a second home. They still have their home on the Bayou, but they in Montana, Dakotas, Idaho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that but, that, sort that, of that, thing. but that's you got to fly. Uh, the, the, yeah, the Carolinas yeah, too. If you that's a have, different. Yeah, you can still drive. drive there. There. You can have a, a, a long, uh, long road trip. You're driving, but uh, the one thing. Mike, when you say expanding the SEC in North Carolina, you know from the proximity standpoint, we've talked about this. You know who's screwed and they got a lot of stroke right now? But uh, the Florida Gators said, no, but hell no. They ain't letting Florida State in the SEC. That's right there on their back door, Tallahassee to Gainesville. And the same thing, uh, Clemson. You think uh, the game talks South, South Carolina? Carolina no, uh, no, no, but North Carolina, that, yeah, that's, that's a different, different story. And then I think when you look at South Florida, do you? Miami, because Miami of Florida is almost like in another world and, compared and, 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 to Gainesville. And, and, and it's far enough away from Gainesville. And plus, the uh, Miami, uh, Fort Lauderdale metropolitan area. And you got a lot of peeping eyes watching. Yes, Charlie, exactly. you talked about baseball. And how many teams from the Carolinas are in D1 baseball's top, what, 25? Yeah, shout out to Steven Sosa for this, a former Virginia pitcher. He pointed this out. D1 baseball's week one top 25 rankings. There are eight schools ranked in the top 25 from North and South Carolina, guys. <laughs> Wake Forest is number one. Obviously, they lost last night. Then at number 10, you got Clemson. 11, you got ECU. Uh, Duke at 12. NC State at 13. UNC at 15. And then a little bit later down the list, you got South Carolina at 21. And uh, Coastal Carolina at 25. Eight schools from the Carolinas in that top 25. And guys, I'm looking at it. I was, you know, reviewing. North Carolina has the most schools in the top 25 with five. Second place is Texas with four. So North Carolina has more schools in the top 25 of D1 baseball than Texas. Just think about that for a second. Well, yeah. And they're all yanking from the same area. Players. Oh, yeah. Think of that. Well, uh, if you look at Carolina baseball, uh, that uh, the history of there, and you look at Omaha and all that, that there's, there's a lot of tradition there, like you see from Texas or the Deep South with the Southeastern Conference. And uh, that's not going away. I'll tell you right now, people from the Northeast or whatever – all the college sports and all that, you can hate all you want. You can't play baseball when it's so freaking cold. Uh, people want to come down south. That's why you see, like, uh, recruiting, star players, north, south, east, west, they want to play in the deep south. Now, for Louisiana, you look at we never get on the level of Carolina. I mean, I, I just don't think we have those quality of schools as far as at a baseball level. But I remember heyday when you had LSU, UNO, Tulane, and UL. So what, Carolina got eight? I just said we can have four. I mean, our Louisiana Tech now then, uh, I think we could be about half of that. And every once in a while, Nichols get, because they, they got in yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, got in last uh, year. Got in last but, year. But you look in then, uh, I guess we could claim, uh, and, and, you know, because we have enough alum from, from Southern Miss. Hattiesburg's not too far away, but that's still Mississippi. <laughs> that's it. Southern Miss, yeah. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870. And Todd Graffanini, the radio voice of the Pelicans, will join us right after this break. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, And on our Oakwood Hard Jewelers Talk and Text Line, the radio voice of the New Orleans Pelicans, Todd Graffinini. Todd, thanks so much for joining us. Graff, i got to tell you this story. You know, Bob and I finished uh, the Monday night shows that we were doing uh, at the Silver Slipper, but every Monday night that uh, the Pelicans play, man, you paint me the picture. Uh, you know, of the of the game that's going on. You do an unbelievable job on the radio. No, Graf's the man. man so uh, you, you're the guy, Graf. I, I got to listen. Uh, and so it gives me that hour and 40-minute ride back. Uh, you, you parted the partnership back home. I appreciate it, fellas. That's what it's all about, just uh, getting people locked in. And, and uh, if I got you hooked, Mike, then I did my job. So uh, <laughs> You did it, brother. You, thank you very much. Well, and then I think you call it like you see it because sometimes you get discouraged, but the truth hurts sometimes. And, like, uh, uh, come on, uh, how the game's are flowing and, and uh, how can we give up this lead and this and that. Uh, but and Graf, Bobby's still squawking about that 14-point deal that he hadn't seen a junior high school game when they only scored, like, 14 oh, points. Uh, <laughs> crap, that, uh, have you ever seen a quarter that was, like, 14 to 10? What was that, the Memphis game or something? I'm like, yeah. I don't know yeah. if I've ever won this NBA game. So, that they, so Bobby, 14 to so, 10? No, what? funny story, funny story. It actually not. It's, it wasn't funny at the time, believe me, but we were on the bus uh, going to the airport after the game, and uh, sitting next to one of the guys and, and, you know, just kind of wondering out loud, just really in relief that, that the Pels won, despite scoring just 10 points in the fourth quarter. And I look at him like there's there can't be that many games in the history of the league where someone scored 10 points in the fourth quarter and actually won. And he turns to me and he goes, yeah, we had our stat guy on it. As a matter of fact, there's, it's only happened 10 times in the last 11 years in 20,650 games. So uh, the Pelicans are uh, in, in a rather exclusive club. Uh, so you think of how rare that is. Yeah, um, yeah, 11 times in 20,600 games that a, that a team has scored 10 points or less in the fourth quarter and actually won the game. But you know what, guys? Uh, it's not about style points at this point of the year. It's Win, all about baby. wins. And, I, you know, look, the the team was so ready for the all-star break. It, it was just such a physical, and you gotta you got to understand, too, not only is it physical, but at that point you played 54 straight games with not a whole lot of breaks. I mean, you've had, you know, during the year you'll get a couple days off at a time and very rarely three days off. But for the most part you're playing every day, every other day, back-to-backs, you're traveling. And at that point, uh, that was 54 games in a row, 53 games in a row with one going uh, against Washington at home. And it was just time. You could just tell uh, that the legs were gone. I mean, look, the Pelicans have been a really good three-point shooting team percentage-wise, been top five in the league basically the last month and just could not make a shot in those last couple of uh, ball games. You think about the game up in Portland when C.J. McCollum returned. C.J.'s been 45% all year long from three, probably his best three-point shooting season ever, and he goes two for 14. It's 
you know, it, it's yeah. just it's a grind. And it was time for the All Star break. And uh, just haven't been to practice today, guys. They look very refreshed. I think it's a little bit of a blessing in disguise that, that none of the big three made the All Star uh, game. They didn't have to travel up there. I know Jordan Hawkins was in the Rising Stars game, but that's you know that's minimal. Uh, I, I think everyone is ready to go now for the for the stretch because look, it's it's a it's a sprint now, guys. It's not a marathon anymore. We've got 27 games left, and uh, it's a race for the top six. Now, uh, Graf, uh, I think all Pell's fan base, uh, they trust your opinion. Where are we at? And I, I lean upon you also. Um, look, uh, can this uh, get a break with the All-Star? But they've won uh, seven of eight games going into the All-Star break. Uh, now they're on pace with, uh, for 49 wins. Uh, and I remember uh, only one team in franchise history has broken, I guess, past the 50-win mark. Uh, well, we remember the 2007-8 Hornets with Chris Paul at point guard. Uh, that season, remember, he finished second in the MVP voting. And then we made it uh, within one win of advancing to the Western Conference Finals. Do we have that kind of chance or is that kind of pie in the sky? Uh, I don't think it's pie in the sky. I believe it can happen. I think health is going to have a lot to do with it. Um, again, for the most part, knock on wood, we've been healthy most of the year. We lost Dyson Daniels you know, after that Clipper game, which, which is which is a bit of a blow, especially on the defensive end. You know, he's obviously one of the top three defenders on this team, uh, along with Herb Jones, who, who really have become lockdown guys. But uh, I still think the Pelicans are deep enough where, you know, we can overcome that. Uh, but it, it's it's imperative that the three main guys, the three main players, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, and C.J. McCollum, uh, are available the rest of the way. If – if everything remains intact and, you know, I, I, I know Willie Green is going to start to shorten those rotations. I think we've already seen it uh, as we head into the stretch run uh, because you're not going to see more than 10 guys on the floor, I, I don't think, uh, during these games coming up. Um, and it, But you're starting to see now, and I think you, you've seen this most of the year, um, where guys have their definitive roles and they know what roles they're going to play, uh, especially as of late, uh, you're pretty sure as to who's coming in the game, uh, when they're coming in the game. They might tinker with it a little bit going the rest of the way, but you can pretty much book who you're going to see night in and night out. But the key to all that, uh, Mike and Bobby, is availability. And you can't... Right. Uh, you can't be sure your rotations of guys aren't uh, available to play. So I, I think that really starts all of this, and we're going to really get into it tomorrow night against Houston. But, you know, everyone uh, appears to be ready to go for the run. Well, uh, Graf, like you were saying, um, can you be available so we can hold you accountable? I mean, uh, to me, one of the biggest positives of this season is Zion and B.I., uh, they've been consistently in the lineup. I remember last year, I was like, oh, no. It's like, and, you know, after uh, the new year comes in, uh, look, they combined to miss 90 games. Uh, now, this season, collectively, they missed 15 games. No, that does make a difference. Hello? Uh, I mean, uh, who's playing and not playing? So that's why I'm encouraged, like you said, knock on wood. I hope that continues. Uh, Grab, I, I don't know. Um I don't do pie in the sky, so I don't say, okay, we're not going to be in the top four. But, uh, hell, yeah, don't be in the damn playing game. I think we could be five or six. I I think that's very realistic. 
I, I agree, Bobby. Look, I, I think top four is starting to become a little out of reach just because of the loss column. Um, you know, those top four teams being Minnesota, Oklahoma City, the Den- or Clippers in Denver, I think they've, they've established themselves. It, it's going to be very hard for them to come back to the pack because right now, and it's all about the loss column, fellas. Yeah. Once you lose, if you lose a game, you can't get that back uh, because obviously each team hasn't played the same amount of games uh, or, or will as the rest go on in the last few few weeks. So it's all about the loss column. Right now, Phoenix and the Pelicans have 22 losses, and Dallas and Sacramento have 23. Denver, who has lost three games and are actually going into the break, is at 19. Right now they're sitting at fourth, 19 losses. But that's still three in the loss column ahead of the Pelicans and the Suns. Now the thing about the Pelicans' schedule, which is a little bit on the interesting side, is that we're playing a majority of teams from the Eastern Conference in these last 27 games, and a bunch of the teams that are around us and above us are going to be playing each other and knocking themselves off. So if you can take care of business, you're going to start gaining games. And here's here's a here's a little cool stat for you guys. It's not really a stat, but tomorrow night, you think about it. We're getting right back into it here, playing the Houston Rockets, and going on immediately at the same time is the Phoenix Suns and the and the Dallas Mavericks. So and the Mavericks are hot right now. Yep. Well, they're very hot, especially since that trade. Uh, when they got Daniel Gafford and, and P.J. Washington. But, again, if you handle your own business, you're going to gain a game on one of those teams, be it Phoenix or Dallas. And, personally, I'm pulling for Phoenix because we don't play Dallas anymore. We split the series, and Dallas is pretty hot. We played Phoenix two more times at the end of the regular season, so you still have a chance to get the tiebreaker on them. But it's all about scoreboard watching right now and taking care of your own business. But here's the most fun part, guys you got 27 games left, and they all mean something. This isn't playing down, you know, going down the stretch and, and just uh, looking for a lottery spot. You've got a legitimate chance to get into the top six, uh, stay out of the play-in, and every single one of these 27 games uh, in the last month, month and a half is going to mean something, and that's really all you can ask for, especially in the Western Conference where it is just stacked. Graf, uh, before the trade deadline, so much talk about Jonas. Valanchunas, and it reminds me of a Saints defensive back, and he played double-digit years in the NFL, and he told me, you know what I am? I'm the five-pound bass for a fisherman, and they're all looking for the six, six-and-a-half-pound bass to catch. And, okay, Jonas is always there. I mean, he doesn't miss time. And, He's a double-double machine. Yeah, exactly. And, but that was a lot of talk. Well, you know, you got to upgrade here, upgrade there. But – your thoughts on that and what he brings to the table, because you can see, man, he's a tough dude. He can shoot the ball well. He might not be the greatest defender in the world, but in today's game, um, I don't know how much, you know, kind of concert you can put into that particular deal. But your thoughts on them staying pat and basically saying, hey, look, let's let's give this a shot with this team that we have, and Jonas being a big part of that. And, you know, a grab like Mike saying, we're not going to make a trade just to make a, make a trade. trade. I don't want a bad uh, deal. Yeah. Come on. I know well, you look, can break that down. Guys, we were in, we were in L.A. Uh, day of the trade deadline. We had just beaten the Clippers the night before. We had the day off. 
and that was trade deadline day. And I'm going back and forth with Antonio Daniels, just texting back and forth with him, who's just such does such an unbelievable job on the television side. And that guy knows basketball better than anybody uh, that I know. And when it was all said and done and you're watching the ESPN show, you know, obviously uh, it, it wasn't just the trade deadline show. It was, uh, it was, are the Lakers going to make a trade show? But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, but look, when it was all said and done, I texted Antonio. It's like, I'm just, I'm just really happy that we didn't do anything. Um, this team has not been in the playoffs uh, as constructed. Zion Williamson has never played a playoff game. The Pelicans were in the playoffs two years That's ago. Crazy came in as a play-in. We were ten games under five hundred two years ago. Got into the nine spot and won those two playing games. As a matter of fact, this is just the second time. Now that I think about it, buddy, this is just the second time post All Star break that Zion's even available. <laughs> uh, he played. He played his second year. That was the Stan Van Gundy year, but yeah. that was COVID year, and nobody traveled, right. and the, the arenas were empty, and it just wasn't the same thing. So, yeah, let's make a run with this group and see what you got. It's hard to make a deal when you just don't know how it's all going to shake out. And, you know, the big three still have not – you know, I I did the math right before the break. Uh, I want to say they played 42 games now together, which is half an NBA season. Uh, In in the three years that C.J. McCollum, uh, Brandon Ingram, and Zion Williamson had been on the team. So you still really don't know what you have. I'd like to see them get in, make a run, and then after that, okay. As far as Jonas Valanciunas goes, look, I have, I know you're not supposed to play favorites, but I am an unabashed, unabashed Jonas Valanciunas supporter. I just think he brings so much to the table yeah. night in and night out. As you said, Mike, he is available, uh, Mike and Bobby. You know he is going to be in the starting lineup every single day. He's got 27 double-doubles. He does all the little things that you don't see in the box score. And here's the other thing. In this era of positionless basketball, he's one of the true fives left on an NBA roster, and it's a matchup problem for a lot of these teams that the Pelicans play. And that's when you see these dominating performances by Valanciunas uh, in the post because nobody – can match up with them, and it's it'd be it, it's just really tough to give away a guy like that uh, in a trade, especially this late in the year. Now, I would have understood from the fun off office point of things right. just because of the expiring contract. But like you said, you don't make a trade just to make a trade. I, I just think that that David Griffin and Trajan Lang and Swint Cash and everybody else in the front office, the coaching staff, they like what they've got on this team, and they're just going to ride with it till the end. And, I, I, again, I was really, really happy that we didn't make a move. You know, Graf, I like that word, unabashed. I mean, it's like you almost cursing, but you're not cursing. Uh, <laughs> he's going he's gonna to write that down, uh, no, Graf. Like he might that. use unabashed. it one day. I know, that's a I'll big word for print. me. I, 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 I kind of like that. I kind of like don't that. Write script. <laughs> yeah, unabashed. Uh, I like that. Now, uh, Graf, I'm looking at this because I'm always intrigued with this, and you're part of this now. You know, I've been part of uh, pro football and traveling and the limited games you have. You know, look at uh, NBA, Major League Baseball. And this is from, uh, I don't think you mind answering 77-11. 77-11. Can you ask Graf to give us a day in the life of a tra- of traveling with the team, especially when they leave after a night game? I mean, I know that has to be hectic. It doesn't matter uh, uh, holiday, uh, 
whatever, uh, seven days a week, whatever. That has to be adventurous. I know sometimes you've got to be a little weary, uh, but you have a lot of energy and all that. What is it like uh, traveling with the team, especially when they leave after a night game? Yeah, now you're talking about a back-to-back, Bobby? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm yeah, just I reading think the text. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think, I think okay. Grab, that's yeah, what he's yeah, talking yeah, about, yeah. a back-to-back so, game. All right, so um, uh, I'll just go back to, I mean, a day, a day which will live in infamy, uh, the, the Denver-Dallas back-to-back uh, about a month ago, uh, in, in which just had so much controversy on our side because we were going from mountain time to central time, which, of course, you lose the hour going back east. Right. And the game was pushed back by the NBA uh, for national TV. Well, you know, that didn't sit very well with everybody <laughs> in the traveling party, and I don't play. Uh, so let's, let's think about it. So the game ends at – and we're going central time now, even though we're in Denver, because you've got to think ahead because we're flying to Dallas – and the game the next night was at 7.30, Dallas time. So we probably got to the airport, oh, I would say at about 1 o'clock Dallas time uh, in the morning. So, and, and, of course, it's three degrees in Denver, and you're making the walk across the tarmac, and you're getting whipped by negative 20 wind chill winds, and you get on the plane, and then you fly the hour and 45 minutes to Dallas. You trudge off the plane onto the bus. Uh, you get to. We got to the hotel that morning at about 4 a.m. Uh, and finally, really got after you get your bags and everything, you go to your room and it's 4:30 a.m. and you're realizing we got a game today, tonight. And again, I'm o'clock. not even playing. <laughs> uh, so it, it's it's a grind. Look, don't get me wrong. We travel first class. We don't have to go in the airport. We stay in really nice hotels. But it does wear on you physically uh, when you're on and off the plane. You're, you're packing and unpacking your stuff. They're playing games. You're trying to get as much sleep as you possibly can. And then, uh, you know, Bobby, you travel the next day. You come back home, and you're going to another game on the road. And that's what I think really wore on us the last couple of weeks. We had two four-game road trips with one home game mixed in uh, in the last two and a half weeks before the All-Star break. And I just think these guys were just done. They were ready to take a break. And that's why I just think the All-Star break came at the perfect time. And you're going to see this team really, really charge out of here, out of the breaks, uh, out of the uh, gates tomorrow night. Yeah, uh, Graf, I'm going to be in that number uh, tomorrow night. I can tell you right now, uh, because I think you mentioned the who's playing in the All-Star break, uh, game and all that and, and the rest or the time frame you had. Uh, I expect them to show up against Houston a, a big way. I mean, uh, I'm gonna be they should. Dis- I'm gonna be extremely Bobby, disappointed if it doesn't happen. Todd, listen, Bobby too. They they're they're aware of their situation. They yeah. know what they need to do uh, to make the charge. Twenty seven games left. I think the goal obviously is to be top six. And if you could win seventeen of those games and get to fifty wins, which they kind of internally talked about after practice today, that would be some finish to this season. Todd, thanks so much for all your time. You do a great job, buddy, and we appreciate it. 
Appreciate it, fellas. Thanks for having me. All right. Todd Graffinini, radio voice of the New Orleans Pelicans. We'll be back to finish it off in our number one of Sports Talk right after this break. We're finishing up here in our number one of Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. We'll do our wide receiver segment leading up to the combine. We come back, and at 520, Joe Curry will be on with us to talk. Uh, he's salary cap expert for CBS Sports, breaking down salary cap not only with the Saints, but across the NFL. Man, free agency's right around the corner. We'll be back with more Sports Talk here on the Big 870 right after this news break. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.